Dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for all that you have done, the testimonies that were given, opportunities to witness, answers to prayer. Lord, just the simple fact that we can serve you and rely upon you and your word. We thank you for your goodness and your grace in every situation we face. In your name we pray. Amen. Teens dismissed at this point, and the rest of us, let's take our Bibles, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, how many of you like to go visit Brother Ungry in Alaska in the summertime? The problem with visiting in, in the wintertime is you might get in, but you might not get half back out, not until spring. Um, you know, when the storms blow through, which they do on a fairly regular basis, you can't fly, you can't, uh, and like you said, if you're trying to go overland from Fairbanks, it's 500 miles in a dog sled. Uh, not really advisable, but um, Proverbs chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4. And let's just read first few verses here through verse 13. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding, for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, and keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall, be, she shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom, I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go, keep her. For she is thy life. So what we have here is, of course, the book of Proverbs is basically Solomon giving instruction to his son, Rehoboam. And, of course, we know that Rehoboam did not get much of what Solomon gave him. Uh, Rehoboam was the king who prepared not his heart to seek the Lord, and therefore, he did many unwise things. And uh, what we have here, if you like literature, and, and we've said this before, there's many times the Proverbs are just simply standalone statements. Right here, we've got an entire passage. It's all connected, one story, in these first 13 verses here. And so, uh, let's just dive in. Uh, and what we have is we have wisdom and understanding um, like um, humanized here, acting like human beings, and we are supposed to get a hold of them 
the way I like to look at this story is we have all kinds of stories about little angels and things that are out there. And if you'll get a hold of these things, they will bless you a whole lot more than anything else you can get a hold of. And uh, hear ye children the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Now what the writer here is saying is I am giving you the instruction of a father. I want you to listen to me so you can know understanding. What I'm giving you is good. Don't just take what I say and leave it because my message is not just for my generation. We have people who are always trying to come up with something new. I'm not trying to come up with anything new. I want to get a hold of what has already been proven as right. And that's what Solomon is is saying here. He said, I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. And so there's a charge here. You know, you're not going to get wisdom by accident. Have you ever met somebody and they just, boy, they're just smart. They're just a smart person. How did they get that way? Can I challenge you how they got that way? They worked at it. Didn't happen by accident. It doesn't just... God chooses to dump a whole bunch of wisdom on certain people and other people he chooses, um, how shall we say this, uh, uh, to let them uh, uh, pop, well, let them prove how smart the other half are, right? Uh, God doesn't do that. We have enough mistakes being made to prove what is right and what is not. We have, uh, most of us, I like what Brother Horton says. He says, well, he says, I might not be able to tell you what to do, but I can tell you what not to do. And uh, there's a lot of wisdom in those words. And what David is telling Solomon, Solomon is now bringing that to the next generation. And here's what he says to do. Get wisdom. How do you get wisdom? Does anybody know what book we would look in of the Bible? How about the book of James, chapter 1? If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. God's not going to look at you and say, oh, you dummy, let me give you wisdom. He's not going to upbraid you or condemn you, but he will give you wisdom if you will come to God Wisdom is in this book called the Bible. The more you know about what the Bible says, the more wisdom you'll have. But you got to get it. It's not just there. Sleeping on your Bible will not give you Bible knowledge. How many of you tried that in high school or college? Sleep on the books and see if you could absorb the knowledge that is in there. No, you've got to read it. You've got to spend time delving in the pages and understanding the words. And we've had many people who have said, 
But, but pastor, you preach out of that old King James Bible and it's got all the hard words and everything. Well, listen, uh, I believe we still have the $5 dictionaries. And if you don't have the $5, we'll give you the dictionary. Um, that has all the hard words in the English language. It's much, much to your benefit to ask God to raise the level of your understanding to his word than to try to dumb down God's word to the level of your understanding. I mean, there's just completely two different worlds between the two. And it says here, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Now, when I, when I read these verses, almost every time I, I just think of this idea of this unseen angel standing guard over the wise person. It's almost as if you had some kind of person there with a sword or with some type of weapon to protect you if you love wisdom. It keeps you out of trouble. It just, there's, you just, you, you, we talk about trying to protect ourselves, keep ourselves safe. If you want to be safe in this wicked world in which we live, get some wisdom. You've got to get a hold of it. You've got to grab it. And the whole idea here is, it says, forget it not. That means wisdom can be forgotten. Forsake it not. That means you can have wisdom at one point in your life and lose that wisdom at another point in your life. It is a continual process of embracing or loving wisdom, of going out and searching. And it says you'll be preserved and you'll be kept. Wisdom is the principal thing. Remember one time uh, was somebody trying to teach the Bible and they were saying, what is, the, what is the most important thing to get? And the choices were love and wisdom and understanding. Well, Solomon here tells us wisdom is the principal thing. Can you have wisdom and not love? You can't. God is love. Amen? That's the Bible definition. And if you get wisdom, where are you going to get wisdom from? Uh, you're going to get it from God. So if you get God in your life, guess what you're going to have? Don't go chasing love. Because you can't chase love. Any more than you could chase God. Doesn't work that way. But you could chase wisdom. And guess what you're going to get? You're going to get all the rest of it because it's all attached. We, we think that we can improve in one part of our life and leave another part of our life go. No, God wants to improve you on the 360 all the way around at the same time. And the key there, according to the book of Proverbs, is pursuing wisdom... 
And it says, with all thy getting, get understanding. I, I like math problems. Anybody else like math problems? I mean, they're kind of fun. If you know the math that's involved. Now, I remember the first time I had a trigonometry word problem. The only problem was the teacher hadn't taught us all of the formulas or uh, all of the processes that were needed to get the answer. You know what? That wasn't any fun at all. But once you got the different trigonometric functions and understood the building B, even though we don't know how, how tall it was, we know how tall building A is, and we know how many feet away from building uh, B we are, and we can work all this thing out and find the unknown. I, I enjoy that. Uh, I enjoy figuring things out. But... We better figure out what life is about or we're going to be in trouble. Life will pass you by and you'll be just sitting there wondering what happened and where it went. I mean, we've got a whole realm of psychology now in treatment for people who have midlife crisis. Now, the Bible tells us that the uh, life expectancy is about 70 years, three score and 10. So why doesn't midlife crisis hit at 35? Well, normally it gets you about 45 to 50 now, doesn't it? That's past midlife. You know why? Because all of a sudden you're starting to look and to think and you say, you know what? I... I've got less room in front of me than I do behind me. I'm a little further down the trail than I'm going to have opportunity to go. And so that's why you see these uh, uh, gently aging uh, platinum blonde men driving hot little sports car. Now, you know what platinum blonde is. That's just a nice way to say white hair. Uh, It's gray. And they're driving these fancy little sports cars trying to recoup something that they thought they lost but in truth never had in the first place. Amen. If you have wisdom and understanding, guess what? You can make life count today. And when you get a little older, you'll be thankful that you made life count today instead of trying to scramble to make your life worth something. And so as we look at these verses, it says, Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. You know, we give all kinds of awards in our society today, but we don't give awards for being dumb. We, we don't give awards for messing things up, unless you're a politician. Um, normally, we don't give awards for people who make mistakes. But there's all kinds of rewards out there for people who understand what's going on. People who figure things out. People who solve problems. 
Life's greatest problems, the answers are all right here in the word of God. Get the wisdom. It says, exalt her, she shall promote thee, she shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings. Now what's that next one? In the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. Now look at this. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. How many of you, after you've done something, I know usually after we finish a construction project, there's always a couple of days to straighten everything out that we kind of messed up on the way. It says, when you do things with wisdom, you don't have to waste time trying to redo what you did because you've done it right the first time. And as we go on here, it says, when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Now, you know what? Most of us have never had a life and death struggle. But it says, get a hold of instruction. Now, where do you get instruction? Well, it's real easy. It's that little piece of paper that you normally throw away when you open the box, right? Those are instructions. The only way you can get instruction is you have to get it from somebody who's already been there and done that. Isn't that right? So what we've got to do is we've got to find somebody that's been there and done that. The Bible tells us that Jesus was tempted in all points like as we Yet without sin. He's been there. He's done that. Get instruction. Learn how to. And the Bible says that is your life. You are playing with your life when you cast away godly instructions. Just as if you were going to do a do-it-yourself um, electrical service installation. Uh, please don't try that at home. Uh, in our building here, we have 400 amps of three-phase power coming into the building. Uh, need to say enough to uh, end your electrical uh, attempts very shortly and, and very thoroughly. Don't play around with things you better learn how before you start. And if you've been ever ever if you've been through our discipleship that we have here, we go through every major Bible doctrine and we one of the lessons, lesson number 5 is knowing the will of God. It's getting instruction before you have to make the decisions. If you don't do it, it's your life. How did we know to buy this building before we had the money to pay for it? That was pretty scary. Somebody said, 
you have great faith. No, I was there. But we do have a great God. And he does provide. But you've got to get the instructions first. Now, we don't have time to teach the entire lesson, but maybe we'll just end with this. It is a three-minute overview. How do you know God's will for your life? God does not print out. <clears throat> Let me see here. Let me find it. Ah, Pete Montoro. <clears throat> now, which Pete Montoro is it? Ah, there I am right there. Okay, move to Astoria, start a church, buy the synagogue on 35th Street. Everything's going to be cool. Um, it doesn't say that in the Bible. In fact, when we started to uh, purchased the synagogue, I had some very dear friends that were like, now Pete, you know this isn't going to work. Uh, you know that this is crazy. Nobody raises money like this. And, and you're not going to do it. And I said, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I have no intentions of doing it. But I, I believe God's going to do it. And he did do it. But you have to start... Number one, if you don't know you're saved, forget about knowing God's will. You've got to handle salvation first. What comes with salvation? Well, if you're truly saved on the inside, don't you think you ought to tell people on the outside that you're saved? Well, that's baptism. How do you serve God? You serve him through the local church. Somebody said, but the Bible doesn't say that. Excuse me, how about... Romans, 1st and 2nd, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh, those were all letters written to churches. You say, but what about 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus? Uh, glad you asked. They were preachers. I mean, everything in your New Testament from Acts chapter 2 to Revelation chapter 4, by, through, for a local church. If you're not right with the church, if you're not in a good Bible-preaching church, let me tell you, you're not going to find God's will for your life. Somebody comes up and says, uh, I think God wants me to move. My first question is, do you have a church to go to? Because if you don't, it's not God's will for you to leave a good church and go to a place where there isn't one. It just isn't God's will. I don't care how much more money you're going to make, it's not worth the chance you're going to take well, it's not a chance. It's an assurity. You're going to destroy your life because you're disregarding the instructions that are in God's Word. It says this is the will of God, that you should abstain from fornication, that you should live a morally pure life. Well, I got a job at 7-Eleven. Aren't you happy for me? No. Sell filthy magazines at 7-Eleven. Are you going to sell the dirty magazines? Well, if you're not, you're going to lose your job. If you are, you've got to handle those things. Let me tell you something. They can destroy you. I'm strong. You're dumb. Uh-uh. That's not what the Bible says. It says make no provision. Stay away from those things. We live in a world of temptation. Don't put yourself 
Don't immerse yourself in temptation. Well, I'm just going into the bar with my friends. I'll get a Coke. Don't do that. You don't need to be in there. And by the way, what are people going to say when they look at you and watch you walking in there with a group of people and then stagger out a few... Well, when they stagger out, you didn't get drunk. Oh, he's a designated driver tonight. That's why I don't go to movie theaters. I don't want somebody... Ah, a pastor went in there. It's got... Uh, well, let me see. Uh, I know he didn't go see Bambi. Uh, his pastor likes hunting. But there's, there's got... You know... Nobody can tell what you did. The Bible says make no provision. It says be careful on how you live. If it's not helping you live a clean life, get rid of it. You know, maybe you just need to get a pair of snips. If you don't have one, we got some extras here. Just go home and snip that little cable. Get rid of that thing. If it's a temptation, get it out of your house. You see, this is God's will. It's his instructions. What's another one? Be thankful. If you're in a situation you cannot be thankful for, mark it down. You're out of God's will. You said, but people are trying to hurt me. People are trying to do wrong to me. Well, wait a minute. God is bigger than the situation. It says, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning your neighbor. No, concerning you. Now, if you go out and dance around in the middle of 35th Street and get run over, don't count that. Don't be thankful for that. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about when you've been obedient to God's word. He puts things in your life. And sometimes we can be thankful that God stops us from doing anything more wrong. But the simple truth of the matter is, when we serve God and he sends adverse circumstance, you better first stop and thank God because he is always good. Amen? You'll never get God's will while you're charging him or accusing him of doing something that's less than good. Just not going to happen, my friend. These are some of the things that are in the Bible. Be sincere. The Bible says doing the will of God from your heart. If you can't be real, get it out of your life. It's not God's will. You see, these are instructions that are in the Bible. Grab a hold of them. Don't let go. It is your life. I never will forget when I got a note from a pastor friend. He was, it was just a generic note he was sending to everybody. and says, our church has changed uh, its, its uh, philosophy of ministry. We now have two books. We have the purpose-driven life and the Bible. I can't tell you what went on inside of me emotionally reading that note from this pastor of a very 
at one time, a very strong Baptist church. They're not that anymore. Completely turned around. Why? They let go of instruction. It's the word of God, my friend. Nothing, nothing, nothing else. It is your life. I want to be an old-fashioned preacher in a newfangled world. I want to be out of step with certain people. I mean, we live in a world where it's just lies everywhere. Well, find out who agrees with it. Hillary Clinton's for it. I'm against it. It's just that simple. When Ted Kennedy was around, if he was for something... I knew I was safe if I was against it. Donald Trump's for it. Hey, just be against it, amen? You'll probably be right. Listen, you don't have to look to personalities. We're just having a little fun, if that's okay. Get out your book. Here it is. I'll tell you, been in the ministry 26, almost 27 years now. Boy, that's hard to believe. I'm not that old. Well, yes, I am. And let me tell you something. What I believed 27 years ago in Bible college, I'm stronger in my belief for today. I'm just holding a little tighter. You know why? Because I've seen what happens when churches let go of doctrines like baptism. I've seen what happens when you just let a little of the world into the church. I've seen what happens when you stop saying every letter and every word in my Bible is from God. Well, I don't want that to happen. I don't want to join that. It tells us here, that, hey, this is not a generational truth. This is what Jesus taught when he was here on earth. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. And by the way, he was quoting scripture. What we need to do, if we're going to obey these proverbs, these wise sayings, There's wisdom out there. God is not withholding wisdom from any of us. But you got to get it. You have to go get a hold of it. And with all you're getting, get some understanding. Make sure that you know about what the Bible says. I hope no one from this church ever goes somewhere and says, Well, I believe the Bible's the Word of God because my preacher says so. I'd like him to say, I believe the Bible's the Word of God because we spent 14 weeks studying why it's the Word of God. And I got more information than I can possibly remember. It's all up here somewhere, but we'll get the notes. Uh, We know why the Word of God is God's Word. We've studied it. And that's why we believe what we believe. Not because somebody said so, but because we can go 
and find it. Get some understanding. Grab a hold of instruction. It's your life. You don't have to live this life alone. Jesus has already been there for you. Amen? There are other Christians that have already been there. Tell you what, I love being around older preachers. I love being around Brother Horton and many of those men. And they're, they're literally getting ready to check out, head to the head into eternity. But every time I talk to Brother Horton, it's just standing by the book, man. I'll tell you what, I need that encouragement. And I pass it on because, let me tell you, Brother Horton's 81 years old. He's been there a little longer than I have. It worked. It'll work. Brother Clayton's not quite that old. Brother Thompson, these men. But you know what? I can get out my history books and read about men that lived 500 years ago did the same thing. I can get out my Bible, read about the disciples, read about David, read about Solomon. You know what? Solomon forsook wisdom. He let it go. He did not decline. He, he moved his heart away from wisdom and he reaped that reward destruction upon him and upon his entire nation. Well, that's the first 13 verses. And uh, Lord willing, we will pick up there uh, in several weeks. Next Sunday night. Let me see. Yeah, Brother Franz is preaching next Sunday night. And uh, I think uh, Jason will be doing the Sunday night. No, um, Brother Morris, our missionary to Venezuela, will be doing the 17th. And then Brother Jason will be doing the 24th. I'll be preaching for a, a friend of ours in uh, Red Oak, Texas. Lord willing, Sunday night the 24th. And uh, we'll just see what the Lord will do and keep us in his word. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you would prepare our hearts for the prayer time. And Lord, that you would work, that we may get wisdom and understanding. And Lord, that we would not let instruction slip through our grasp. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you need to come and pray.